Hello and welcome to World Shop, the podcast where we build worlds based off the roll of a 20-sided die. I'm Jordan. And I'm Cody. And with us for a second time are Holden and Lexi. Hey guys. Yay! What's up, Welcome guys? Back. I was really excited to do this one. This was a lot I'm of so fun. glad that you guys are back. It's going to be a fun, hopefully a fun one. I got weird. <laughs> this one worked out to be super top. Can we say what the topic is? Is that okay if I say that? Yeah. Yes. Okay. I forgot how we introduced the topic in my own podcast. Anyways, um, so I watched Cats like before I wrote my world. Big mistake. Uh, wait, and- like... Is the new one out, or do you watch, like... No, I watched the original... The VHS. Like, I think it's an 80s... Well, it's a Blu-ray now, but yeah, oh. it's that It's that recording of Cats, and... Dude. Oh, God. What is Cats? Can anyone explain what Cats <laughs> is? Because I don't understand what happened I mean, in Cats. All right, based on uh, uh, T.S. Eliot poems, so you're already in a oh, weird place yeah. when it comes to, like, being a musical... And it's just a bunch of poems about cats, and they How do figured you know out that? because of fucking page seven. The, oh. the podcast. Oh, did you do <laughs> history of cats? But you know, since the musical came out um, with the crazy trailer, uh, the musical movie trailer. Mm-hmm. Oh my you god, know, it's the world terrifying. has been blown away by it, and so I had to d- learn way more about cats than I ever uh, intended to learn. And I will, <laughs> unfortunately, probably be there opening night to watch it, and I don't know why. I just, I've always, like, I've always seen, like, I've I, in my head, there are cats. You know what I mean? Like, I know the skin-tight suit, weird face paint. I've <sighs> never just sat down and watched it from beginning to end. Neither and then I, I did, <laughs> and I was just so confused by the cocaine nightmare <laughs> that I watched I don't know what Jellicle means. And at the end, they sacrifice the, like, cripple cat to heaven. And everyone's, like, all happy about it. Yeah, the whole thing is that they're in a purgatory, a catergatory or something like that. A category. Wait a second. Category? Category. 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 (laughs) And and that's essentially what the whole thing is. They're sort of like waiting. And I guess one gets like selected to go into the afterlife a year or whatever it is. Like or at the end of this event. But this is supposed to be a fun musical about. At the end of the Jellicle Ball. Yeah, Jordan. At the end of the Jellicle Ball, one of the cats gets sent to heaven. And they pick the cat that no one ever touches because she's gross. Which is really nice. And they never resolve that. They're just like... This is the disgusting cat. We hate her. And then at the end, they're like, go die now. Like, oh, okay, just no hug. Nothing. You're almost making this sound appealing because it sounds like a freaking horror movie to me. Like, it sounds like a nightmare. It's weird. Freaks me out. When I was a kid, it was when they brought the theater production to Columbus, Ohio. And um, so constantly there was commercials about cats. And I constantly kept seeing this, like, at age seven or eight. And I was terrified. I had nightmares about like a bunch of men in cat costumes prance. It was just, it was freaky. It was also, really freaky. This is gonna, this is gonna. Maybe this was just me, and maybe this says more about me than it does it about the musical. <laughs> a lot of butt stuff. Just a lot of cats looking at and touching and like being near butts. Uh-huh. Like there's this one sexy cat. I don't remember his name. It's Rum Tum Tugger. <laughs> You remember his stupid name. I don't remember. It's this. <laughs> I hate the names in Cats. I also talked about that in page seven. I think that's my least favorite thing about Cats is the names. But it's just everyone's all, all the lady cats are constantly like meowing at his butt. And I'm just like, can you just, I'm just, I'm too, I'm too uncomfortable for Dude, this. The all 80s right? were weird, apparently. <laughs> do you, so do you guys like musicals? 
I love musicals. Okay. Yeah, I'm yeah, like, I, like musicals. I have a theater background, so I've like done musicals growing up. What's like ah. your, so I should like this. What's like your favorite no. musical? Um. Oh man. Okay. So I got way into Hamilton for a while. Cool. So did like so the entire was, world. Right. My so was that one seems, of them constantly listening to it. That Sorry seems about. really cliche to say, but I also loved. Um. Oh gosh, what was it? Ah, yeah. Mandy's my wife's gonna hate me. It's like her favorite musical, and it's really sad. What's my story? It's like, no, it's um. Oh gosh. Rent. Well, my favorite. Uh, no, I'm sorry. This is like terrible. In the I'm heights. gonna Google it. It's not. It's not the another Adam's family. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Spider Man. Not. The last five years. Like turn off the dark or whatever. <laughs> no, it is not Spider Man. But in my the dark. favorite musical that I was ever in, and this is probably in third place overall, is Little Shop of Horrors. I was I gonna say that's really too. fun. Yeah. Just mm. favorite yeah. I was ever in was Little Shop. Yeah, it's the best. Oh, yeah. who are you? I was uh, one of the doo wop girls. The one that yeah. was oh, that's awesome. Wait, <laughs> yeah, Cody, that's great... were you the um the old man? I was Mr. Mushnick. Yes. yes. Nice. Of I should have been yeah. Andre. I was robbed. Yeah. I mean, come on. Oh, okay. I have a horrible story about someone getting robbed at my school for Audrey. And this is totally true. This girl, oh, no. she like did research, right? She prepared the part. She dressed up for her audition. She got way into it. She was super invested and she did a great audition, right? And then the next girl comes up and does it, right? And does basically the same thing, like tone of voice, all that stuff, basically identical. And the second girl got the part, and this first girl who I was kind of friends with is devastated, right? So then later on, I asked her, like, hey, what did you do to prepare for the audition? And she's like, oh, nothing. I just copied what she did. Oh. And I'm just like, oh, never tell her. Oh, uh, my God. Oh, that no. is fucking brutal. Oh. And that's why I don't always love the theater. It is Yikes. the least friendly thing <laughs> ever. Dude, that's uh, cutthroat hell. Jordan, do you... Do you like musicals? Yes, I like musicals. Um, I don't think I have a favorite. You know, it's funny. I think one of my two, I think my two favorites might both be by the same people, and that would be Book of Mormon and South Park Bigger, Longer, and Uncut. Yes. Two of my favorite oh, musicals. Book of Mormon's of fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, my mom asked me, she's like, do you think I would like Book of Mormon? I'm like... No, just just skip that one, please. Yeah. I don't I don't want to hear about it. Please just skip it. It gets a little colorful at points. They use language. <laughs> and that's exactly what she would say to me. It's like, yeah, just don't. Just pass, please. <laughs> it's <laughs> please. it's please. so funny. I, I, I like lost my mind. I love oh, really so inappropriate good. musicals though. But I also love like singing in the rain, you know? Like oh, and, dude, and... singing in the rain's great. Yeah, that's like I don't a, think that's one of those ones I've never seen. Oh, oh it's such a do yourself a favor and watch it tonight after this. It is a it is a perfectly pleasant and wonderful experience. <laughs> like it is just so yeah. perfectly gleefully a musical. The dancing is phenomenal. Oh my god, the dancing's incredible. Debbie Reynolds was yes. not a tap dancer when she got cast. Oh wow, that's how oh, wow. hard she trained. And like Gene Kelly would come in, make him laugh, make him laugh. Make him laugh is the best song. Oh gosh, jumps from the ground to the top of a piano. Just like the guy has mad ups. It's crazy. Oh yeah, (laughs) one of the best, like most underrated um, musical theater actors. That guy. Yeah, fantastic. (laughs) His name I don't know, and I should know it. Yeah, exactly. Underrated. We don't know him, but he's great. Cody, 
You need to watch. Here, actually, you know what? Podcast canceled. Cody, go watch it. We'll talk to <laughs> No, but I found out the name of that musical that I forgot. It's Next to Normal. And if oh, you yeah. listen to it, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't it'll ruin your whole night. It's not fun, but it's really good. Is it Dear Zachary? Or like, what's oh, up yeah. with it? What's it, what's it about? Oh, it's I don't know this one. Just, it's about a woman who's bipolar and whose son dies when he's an infant. Oh. And then the Sounds rest of the musical... She's imagining her son as like a teenager so she can like see and talk to him, but it's like, you know, in her head. I really liked Spring Awakening was one that I really liked. And that's I need to one see that's that one. I haven't seen it, but I, I heard the the soundtrack and that's great. It's really good, but yeah, it's another one that's like kind of depressing. Like, eh, oh well. There's a lot of depressing musicals. It's kind of a thing. I mean, especially now, I feel like. The first time I saw West Side Story, it ruined my night. <laughs> <laughs> We saw, I we think saw I it just made fun of it too it was, much. Did you? Yeah. It what? Was, yeah, for a band trip in high school. Oh, nice. gotcha. First yeah, musical I ever saw on Broadway was a funny thing that happens on the way to the forum mm. with David Allen Greer oh, as wow. um as the lead. It was ha! Ah, it was amazing. It was it, it's a farce. It's just a delightful time. I think I was twelve or thirteen. I think I was thirteen. Yeah. And then, That's you know. something that like is incredible is the ability for stage actors to like physically perform jokes on stage is some of the funniest stuff I've ever seen is like really solid stage actors doing physical comedy. And I'm just like, oh, man, this is a skill yeah. that is not common as much anymore, huh? Yeah, no, that's but, true. Uh, you know, I'd say, it too, it's kind of funny. I was thinking about this. Why, the reason why I asked you guys, like, I used to fucking hate musicals. And uh, it actually, like, back in the day, I was like, only wanted to watch the Disney movies that didn't have musical numbers. And I, my my parents had, like, tickets to the, uh, this, like, the Broadway Lights series. So Every suburban town has that, And we we had the season tickets, so, you know, they would take me to every musical, and I would be so yearning for just a straight play with no music. And I'm like, it doesn't, it's not believable. These people just burst into song, you know what I mean? (laughs) Um, yeah. And I think that definitely changed. I, I mean, it changed starting with South Park, Bigger, Longer, and Uncut, because I just love that movie so much. It was so dirty and crazy and also a musical. But then, of course, um, I feel like also, uh, what was I going to say? I don't know. I just, my heart opened up to, I think I became less like, I need to see upsetting, violent, crazy <laughs> nonsense and like give my brain a break and just like enjoy breaking out into song and like, Enjoy, even though we just talked about how sad they can get, but it just enjoy that 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 style as well. But it took me a while to come to it, so it was a lot of fun to do this uh, particular episode, this wor- world build, if you were, because I think it was. It's definitely for me. You'll you'll see. It's kind of a love letter to. Oh, um, I just make a joke. Well, <laughs> I, I completely missed the tone. <laughs> so. I'm curious because mine, I don't know. I'm not going to say it's mean-spirited. Well, of course it, it is. depends. You hate musicals, <laughs> like, you hate startups. What else don't you like, dude? <laughs> were any of you people like backstage people, like really hardcore backstage people? Yeah, it was Pit Orchestra. What were were yeah. either of you uh, backstage? Oh, trying to just maybe even get close to kissing a woman, I think, was a lot of my... Oh, yeah. Our backstage at our high school was dirty. It was yeah. really... It's really funny hearing the stories now. It's just so crazy back there. I, yeah. worked, that was a I worked a bunch of tech 
Yeah, I did. I always did the lights and stuff. If I wasn't on stage, I was like the one that was doing the follow spot or like the light board or. Well, but... this is going to be playfully mean spirited to you. Oh, good. <laughs> awesome. Well, I know that technicians are. Ugh. A breed unto themselves. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't but know I'm, they existed yeah. until I got to college because I went to a tiny high school. Oh, yeah. You had like five people at your high school. Yeah. It was like if you were in drama club, you built the sets, you acted, you did scene changes when you were on stage. It was just like everybody does everything because we only have three people. And Patrick if you're a guy, there's only one of you. Lexi, so, so Lexi everything. had the opposite. Lexi was um, came out of a ridiculous over-the-top performing arts school. And had a great all time. All arts. All arts. All arts. But, you know, yeah. still, I mean, your focus was that. And you had, like, Theater. your... I mean, actually, and so... And I went to a private school. And so I ended up... Um, uh, we had our own theater, and we definitely had, like, pretty pretty decent-sized productions. I think yours were probably crazier, though, right? Ours like, were amazing. Yeah. I, I mean, the plays that... And, and the musicals that we did in high school, I think, were better than a lot of what we did at Boston University. <laughs> our our yeah. high school was so good, we got invited to perform at the Fringe Festival in Scotland. It was like... What? Dude. It was so good. Dang, dude. <laughs> Holy crap. Our, our school was really top-notch. Some Yeah, and uh, the guy that uh, from, um, oh gosh, Book of Mormon, uh-huh. who uh, plays the African dude, uh-huh. he, uh, Daniel Breaker, high school, Douglas Anderson School of the Arts alum. Uh, (laughs) Patty Husinger, who is a famous actor now, Douglas Anderson School of the Arts. High school alum. (laughs) Lots of of people went on to have really good careers. I'm from Ohio. Nothing happens there. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, like, if you want to realize how ignorant I was to, like, real theater, from the age of, from, like, sixth grade to my senior year, I did at least two productions a year. I did everything my school did theater wise. I did not know what it meant to prepare an audition because we did not have like that thing where you like prepare a monologue and a song and they can't be from the show. No, it was just, you showed up and we read lines from the show. That was the whole audition. Cold reads. That was it. I yeah. Just that was like all it everybody was, did ever. Little Mermaid. It was like, it was always, <laughs> it was always part of her world. Little Mermaid was like the one that everybody did. It was really annoying. That was my age 12. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, everybody who does that is terrible. Anyways. <laughs> Did you guys have the wicked thing where everyone suddenly sang wicked? Yes. yes. Did you yeah, have to listen I, to seven? That was after high school for us. But. Yeah, that was a little uh, past our my time, I feel like, but I remember when Wicked took over oh Rent's God. place as yes. the thing yep. to be obsessed with and annoy everyone else with if you were a musical kid. Yep. That was like, so we had solo and ensembles where like, you know, a middle schooler has to go and sing a solo in front of judges yes. and then cry because it's like the most horrible thing you can do to a middle schooler is like, here's a stark, empty room with three judges. No friends. Yeah. I sing a song. refused to do that every year. They wanted me. Yeah, I, was like, I listened no. to so many people cry through defying gravity. It's like really <laughs> miserable. I, I was doing it for bands. So I would have to like have my voice crack on stage, which would have killed me. Yeah, I took um, I took the fall off to go play lacrosse because that was the musical. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, yeah, I'm complete and utter piece of shit. Yeah. Lacrosse player out of a private school. I, I, I thought you, you know said lacrosse. I just couldn't hold it in. <laughs> And I'm even worse because I married it. Oh, gosh. You guys um, are the worst. What, what instrument did you play, Jordan? Oh, clarinet. Oh, cool. Do you still play? 
No, I have not touched it in since. Cody, what was the last time I did Pet Band? Uh, the year after I graduated was the last time I did yeah, it. Yeah, so, so that's the so last time around, I played around then is the last time I played clarinet. And then oh, you can't see it in the background, but I also play a guitar and also tried to be a guitar player, but that didn't really fly. But yeah. Your dreams die when you graduate. Um, <laughs> anyways, Cody, I think it's time to start. I'm going to do it as always. What was last week? Why Why do we even have this in the podcast? I love Jordan? doing this to you I never know week. what it is. You know what? I'm going to oh, say, gosh. I'm going to tell the truth and say no, I cheated. it was cheated. gods. Yes. There were gods. I, That's what it was. I'm going to say, I was off this week. I cheated and had to look it up just in case, like, you didn't get it and I had to read it off. So, yeah, we did, last week was Fantasy World Gods where you did um, Drunk Sex Rabbits and... <laughs> I did have... <laughs> Don't say that in front of Company Jordan. That wasn't the <laughs> whole world. It was seriously the funny... It was probably one of the funnier ones. That and your boy band one with the dragons in the background were two of the like, funniest juxtapositions you've ever had on this show. Um, I was proud of so boy you, band world. You did Drunk Sex Rabbits, and I did pretty much, like... Could you stop saying I did Drunk Sex so Rabbits? So you did Drunk Sex Rabbits, and I don't really know how to describe it without just saying God Dating Sim is, I guess, the best way to describe it. <laughs> I mean, that's close. This week, as for the first time ever, we had a relevant conversation beforehand. This week is Musical Worlds. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and roll. Oh, God, again. I think I won. Yeah, you probably did, Cody. What do you roll? I rolled a 19. Okay, what? 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 I, we rolled this an 18. Four weeks in a row I have lost. This is crazy. You guys rolled an 18. Oh, my God. Yeah, we rolled an 18. I thought I was about to go first. All right. I it. rolled an 8. So you guys got this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think this is the opposite yep. order of last time. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. Okay, y'all ready? Y'all ready for this? Oh yeah. I gotta, I gotta stretch. You know, get, get limber. limber for reading. I'm proud <laughs> yeah, of you. You know, I was gonna do more of a voice, but I can't because I'm sick. So I'm sorry. This is gonna be a little bit less dynamic than it usually. I just have is. a really good immune system. <laughs> All right. So my world is called Technicals. <laughs> the world is in two. One in dark and one in light. Above there is the stage. The stage is a landscape of drama and motion. Nobody's mm, Cody, nobody really knows quick. where it came from. Is what? this a world where a musical could happen, or is this just a world based on musicals? Which one were we supposed to do? You do you do you, man. Because <laughs> whichever one we were supposed to do, that's which one I'm doing. <laughs> sure, you go for it, man. <laughs> no matter what, Cody, just know that I'm proud of you. I am also in the camp of the the latter, actually. It's fine. I don't I don't even know what mine is, so it's fine. <laughs> well, that's why you're giving me grief, Thid. You're just nervous yeah. the case is gonna be <laughs> Exactly. A... It's like point out everybody else's flaws, so you look normal. It's gonna read like the last chapter of it. Alright, here we go. Wait, with never... Above there is <laughs> No, the part where they bite tongues and go to space. Oh, Anyways, okay. above there is the, the stage. Jordan, above there is the stage. The stage is a landscape of drama and motion. Nobody knows where it came from, but it looks much like our world. However, all things are meant to be viewed from specific angles, which is to say that it's built up of stages. So whenever you look at a forest, it's a forest that only looks good from one side. Just like, you know, straight on. Okay. If you look at a castle, every castle is like kind of flat. So it's almost 2D. Okay, yeah. But it's like all like tableaus just lined up next to each other. Helter skelter throughout the environment. So the scenery is just a bunch of conjoined stages that stack together 
to make a story that the characters just walk through. Overall, the world is a massive disc floating in an ether because Flat Earth is my favorite thing. There are lights in the sky that are very directed and pointed and can come on at random times. So there's not just one sun. There's just like a bunch of like point lights that can come from all different directions. So they can like try to eliminate shadows, you know? So like different parts of the stage will be lit from the sky at different times. Um, so yeah, throughout a production, these lights will change on and off. High above in the sky, there are shadowy figures that look down on the stage. The seasons and weather only happen in terms of the story. So throughout a production, there might be rain and dark and, you know, it might be fall and then summer, but that only happens when it's necessary for the story. Um, so there isn't like a day-night cycle. It's just if a part of the stage isn't being used, it's dark. Until they turn lights on, then it's well lit. So anytime a character is someplace, it's lit. So, but that like follows the characters as they're moving through the world. Um... On the surface of the planet, there really is no life other than actors. So the only thing that is alive are people. Everything else is kind of real looking, but only until you get close. So it's like if you see a tree from like way back, it's like that tree looks real. Then you get up to it and you can like see brush strokes in it. You can see the paint on the tree as someone has gone in and detailed it. Same thing with animals. So there are no living creatures running around. There are just like puppets and marionettes that look pretty good until you get really close to them. Then they don't look so good and you can like see the strings tugging them along. So this is a very fabricated and fake close-up world that is only inhabited by people that from here forward will be called actors. <laughs> that is my first section. Man, I'm waiting for you to get mean about the technicals. I really am. I'm waiting for you just to have this just bitter commentary on it. I think when he starts to... St I think part three, when he has to start <laughs> talking about the species that are actors, I think we might get a little out of that oh, one. <laughs> it's going to be rough. Section section two is about the understage. It gets a little mean. <laughs> the, the understage. <laughs> oh, Jordan's <laughs> people. <laughs> I'm just um, imagining just like a lot of pitch. pale, just gawky people just under the stage, like <laughs> yeah. pulling. Hey Jordan, who's writing this Sorry, world, right? Shut, me or you? Shutting up. <laughs> okay, you guys could go next. I'm Will do. By the way, this just made me realize, like a fun world idea. You guys should build a world for each other, like based on each other. Oh my god! We have yes. Done that. Oh, you have, have done that. That's awesome. What episode is that? Oh god. I know. I'm putting you on the spot. That's probably. You, there's it's no 35. Way you're that no, it's not. Shut up, Jordan. It's 35. Don't, don't lie. Don't lie me. because then someone's going to go and look for it. It's like, that's not episode 35. I think it's like episode 10. I will go and look while and also listen. Um. All right. I guess we'll start. I'm going to do the first one and the last one. Lexi's going to do the middle two because they're shorter and she's a little under the weather. Okay, perfect. Part one, the town of Broadway. <laughs> there lies Richard Tawdry, peacefully resting before his big, huge, incredible day. The alarm suddenly goes off. A drum beat ensues. He wakes up, gets out of bed, and runs a comb across his head. The excitement of a new day awaits him, and who wouldn't be excited on Broadway? Looking out the window, he sees the people below him all moving towards their place of work in perfect unison, because they're all moving to the same beat. Some are dressed like old-timey newsies, and others in sailor suits, zoot suits, colorful dresses of all different fashions, the street glistening in the sun. As Richard steps out into this beautiful world, a raindrop hits his head. Out of nowhere, the street is pouring down rain, and somehow, it is nighttime all of a sudden? 
Mr. Tawdry takes a look at the street with a smile creeping across his face. He knows just what to do in this circumstance. With an umbrella in his hand that he never remembered acquiring, he hops right into the puddle and swings around a, a light pole with a song bursting from his mouth. It's possible that nobody has ever experienced such joy before in their lives. The rain clears up and the sun returns instantly upon completion of the young man's number. Slightly out of breath, he continues his journey down Broadway. A sudden thought hits Richard then. A very odd thought indeed. He realized that he'd never seen the end of Broadway. He'd never been outside of Broadway. Oh. For Richard, there is Broadway and only Broadway. Oh, man. Is it just that he's so drawn to the contented feelings this street of wonders brings him? The way the big lights on the marquees fill up his heart with that light to the point where he feels he might float and sometimes actually does? No matter, he's here, the place where dreams are made, Broadway, where the sky is always a perfect shade of blue unless he receives one of those unexpected and delightfully welcome nighttime downpours at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Where there's always a white Christmas during the holidays, buildings loom above him, thriving with life, and no matter where you look, something is dancing and singing a lovely tune. Even the derelicts and starving artists living in the apartment building next to him who seem to have contracted some horrible disease, even they can't help but sing. I can see I, I, I have like definitely that. written the worst world out of the three of us, so... <laughs> I'm sitting here, it's like, ah, oh, crap. Also, yours has, like, a very Twilight Zone feel of, like, Broadway yes. being endless. That's the first thing yeah, I thought it's of. Like, it's very Twilight Zone. And it can just become a nighttime rainstorm. It's, it's The weather changes depending on the number, depending on the moment of... Yeah. Yeah. I like how classic it felt. I haven't heard someone say Zoot Suit in many years. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, I think musicals, there's always, like, Zoot Suits yes. at some point. Yeah, no, I mean, it's it's on point. It's just one of those things, you know? It's like, man, it's the last time I heard the word suit suit. It's yeah, great. you know what? I love it. <laughs> I'll tell you what, maybe it's time for you to throw on that Cherry Poppin' Daddy's album. Yes! That is what I'm zoot listening to Ryan. right now, oh, is Zoot Suit yes. <laughs> Like, as I soon as you said that, I was just song. like, holy crap. <laughs> Stop synth music, now we're listening to Zoot Suit Riot forever. <laughs> I, I love how you just listen to music the whole time. It just, it drives me insane, Cody. <laughs> well, it's like quiet when it's just my headphones and silence. It's what do you anyways. think it is for everybody else? Well, I don't like silence. Anyways. The sound Jordan. of silence. Um, okay. Also, really quick. It was episode 16 that we built each other's worlds. And then <laughs> I, I might have to listen to that because it's very funny when you guys shit on each other. And I think that'll probably be the most shitting on I each think other. The worst, worst is the one where we built our nightmare worlds, where we built the world that we wouldn't want to live in. And I'll find that. Mine was very mean. And you just <laughs> like, laughed at mine, so <laughs> I was not... mine, mine. Mine felt too real. I think I went too dark. Yeah, and I, I tried my hardest to make you feel bad about it, but I don't think I did because you have no soul. So okay, nah. My world is called "The Devils in the Dancing." This is um a musical based off true quote unquote events. This will be Act One. Small town America, the year 2003. In the suburbs of Chicago exists the town of Lakeville. Hipster would be the best word to describe this town. The population is generally younger, though quietly tucked away in townhomes and condos lives the older generations. It is a small town that is socially spread out. Towards the center of town lies Town Hall, where Mayor Trout welcomes anyone from the community to come and participate in small government. 
Blooming Park is the host to the historical Lakeville Fountain and Splash Parks where parents bring their kids to play. South of town is downtown Lakeville. This is considered the zone of the hipsters, with many niche coffee shops, privately run bookstores, bike shops, and health food stores. There is a local barcade that garners attention from those who want to bask in nostalgia. Downtown, there are vegan restaurants that sit at the corner of every block. Lakeville is known for thrift shops, unique restaurants, and its brightly colored downtown. Small and quaint are good descriptors of Lakeville. It is a stopping point between Chicago and West Illinois, so the tourists and the curious sometimes wander into town. We set the stage for our story as the sun rises shining brightly through the window of a local coffee shop, the Daily Grind. A small line is formed as people come in to grab their daily medicine before work. We focus on a man, Johan, as he takes a sip of his coffee, sets it down, and completely unrestrained, belts out a long, vibrant note. Good morning! Ah, voice crack! <laughs> he sings. <laughs> Did it! Startled, the rest of the shop watches as Johan dances around and sings a tune about starting his day. It is awkward but, until another person sips and joins in, then another, but and do then it. another, until finally, Jordan, the whole, what? Do no. it. But, no, shut up. But do it. <laughs> shut up. Again. You teased me, Jordan. Until, until finally, the whole shop is singing about starting the day off right in Lakeville. Until the singing and dancing bursts out into the street, it ends with everyone smiling as they strike one final pose. And that's my first part. All right. Cody, I hate you. Like. Yours makes me the most uncomfortable. Why? <laughs> Just the idea of it being like a bunch of pretty young people and they're like, old people, get the townhouses. Just get in the townhouses. But Don't come I outside. I feel like that's a lot of like small town America now where it's just like, no, this is the new hipster area. Everybody out. Have we gotten the hipster musical yet? I mean, really, have we? No. Ooh, I don't think so. Well, do we want it? It feels like we should. We, we have, want it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I like rent might be the closest pot. Like, yeah. well, hmm. yeah, it's pretty close. But I wonder if, but that's sort of like yeah, old school time. hipster. It, it yeah. Predates hipsters, but it is. The same thing. I liked Rent before it was kind cool. Of. I would kind of love to write Gentrification the Musical. <laughs> if, if, that's, if that's where we're going with this right now. <laughs> yeah. Oh god, it's awesome. <laughs> I like I like where it started. I like I want to see where it's heading. Oh no. I will disappoint. <laughs> Not gentrification the musical. I know where that is. <laughs> I'm talking about your your musical world. Small town New York. <laughs> yeah. First hand. First hand experience. Uh, all right. You guys, you guys ready for section two? Let's yeah. do it. Let's get mean. Far below the high drama of the stage lies the understage. The undersplit. Mm, the understage really quick, is a place you, of dark. Did you mean the yes, understage Jordan. to be like the underdark in D&D? I don't know what the underdark is because I've never actually learned about D&D. Neither do I. I just, I just have heard it always like a made couple it up. times. It's the underdark. I was hoping you, uh, I think nerd so. you, know. My, I feel like I should, but I just, every time there's a setting book, I'm just like, nah, Didn't just roll a campaign? A bunch of them, and I've always made everything up. Continue. <laughs> I'm disappointed. Who needs monster manuals? Anyways, so far below the high drama of the stage lies the understage. The understage is a place of dark horror and construction. <laughs> To the people on the surface, it might as well not even exist. For the most part, no actors have ever been to the understage. Why would they leave their lovely, perfectly handcrafted homes and landscapes? 
Beneath the surface is a world that is dark and dim, lit by spitting and oily torches. Unvented smoke chokes the air. Caves wander into caverns and open massive damp rooms. The understage is a dangerous place by nature. The terrain is unrefined. Raw stone can spill you into untold darkness, untold darkness, untold dark and bottomless caverns. I can read words. <laughs> what is even more fearsome are the creatures that dwell in the dark. The technicians. They wear all One black part and craftsmen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, obviously. One part craftsman, one part goblin, and one part twisted nightmare. <laughs> the tech. Oh, I'm sorry, I call them technicals, not technicians. But Anyways. no one is worse than the clarinetist who sits <laughs> in the corner. I didn't even include the band. I should have. I didn't include the band anywhere in here, and I feel bad. I just need to add a little section, the and also there's a clarinet the player. <laughs> Um, <clears throat> the technicals are the architects of the drama that play out on stage. Their realm houses all necessary equipment to accomplish their goals. Subterranean creatures work in the dim light, building entire cities, sculpting landscapes, and creating weapons. Further in the heart of the understage are the most twisted creatures yet, playwrights. They scratch misery and joy on paper. They compose music on broken, rotten pianos. But no one plays this music. <laughs> I just looked up from my notes to see Lexi's not entertained face. (laughs) Just just horror. Like, (laughs) oh. Okay. The macabre understage is not just the home of technicals and their wicked work. It is also the home of all manner of beasts and creatures bred or built by yet more technicals. Closest to the surface are the rarest kind of technical, those that walk on the stage. They hide in the shadows and instigate the plot of the stories. They are creatures that push bad luck. The understage is where dreams, both good and evil, are created and managed. So my idea here is that underneath of the nice world, there are these horrible monsters that create all of the miserable things that happen in musicals. Because a lot of musicals, bad stuff happens, right? There's always something bad. Um, but yeah, and they're just like these horrible, like kind of not necessarily evil, but you know, morally gray creatures that are just toying with people's lives. So anyways, that's how I view technical people in theater. (laughs) Sorry. So question for you. Are, is it, um, that they are causing the drama that is like built into the play or causing like the bad things to happen behind the scenes? Both. Okay. So it's one of those things where, like, let's say two people were dueling and someone was supposed to lose. They would be the thing that would, like, grab your foot to make sure you, like, trip and fall on a sword. Got <laughs> it. Or it's like, like let's say goes. you're supposed to accidentally have sex with your mom, as happens in Oh, yeah, I theater. forgot about Oedipus. <laughs> That's, like, a classic theater thing. Anyways, you know, they're, like they'd be Greek the person. tragedies. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they'd be the person that would be, like, you know, like, have you do the meet cute with your mom. <laughs> Meet cute with your mom, <laughs> but there are also a lot about that. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> my old roundtable. I'm table sorry. Days. Wait no, a second. No, is there a no, story? No, there's no story. Here? We don't have to get into it. This is you just got to go back specific. and listen to uh, many episodes of, of disgusting. Cody, Cody just not, asked Diana about you. it. <laughs> <laughs> um, shall I go? Uh, actually, Lexi, you go. Part two. 
everywhere. Cats. One thing you must know about dear Mr. Tawdry is that he is very easily distracted. Therefore, it is no wonder that the sound of melodic whispering voices lead him down a dark alleyway. Out of the corner of his eyes, he sees many passing shadows, or perhaps he's merely playing tricks on himself. Suddenly, before him, stands a humanoid feral cat. Oh, God. Tears in her eyes, covered in rags. Oh, God. (laughs) They make eye contact. He realizes he may have intruded on something very special here and quickly takes a seat against the nearest wall. What happens next can only be described as pure euphoric Mm -hmm. despair. Richard weeps and weeps and weeps after what felt like an hour but was in actuality just five minutes and 21 seconds. The fresh young man wanders back Onto the main path. I suppose now would be a good time to mention that on this one particular street, all animals can talk. Oh, God. And more importantly, sing. They're damn fine dancers as well. And there are all different sorts of animals, not just the kind you would normally find in a big city like this. There are lions and tigers and bears, just to name a few varieties. Hell, (laughs) even the plants can sing. Just don't go anywhere near them. They can eat, too. I feel good about bringing up cats now. <laughs> I will first say that yeah. I love that. Yeah, but the singing cats, oh, jeez. <sighs> Your description Nobody's of euphoric ever of sadness before. is uh, pretty on point. Oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, is, that, yeah. is that what you said? Uh, what, what, what was the line? You know, if you saw it in real life, it'd probably be pretty emotional. It, yeah, no, I mean, it was. It's just there was no resolution to it. She's <laughs> exactly. just like, please, somebody touch me. And they're like, yeah, we'll give you a hug. But then you got to go die in a, <laughs> in a pit over there. So like, also, oh, if, uh, it exists in real life. I could strangle Rumple Teaser to death. <laughs> Which one's that? Uh, the one of the annoying ones. <laughs> are they, I don't know. Are they the all the annoying one. one? I actually the one I hate the most is the comedy duo. Oh, um, Mungo Jerry and uh. Rumple. No, it's Mungo Jerry and okay, Rumple Teaser. Cody, you have to be oh, making these it. up. There's no way those are actual no, names. No, I'm freaking not. Mungo Jerry Mungo and Jerry. Rumple Teaser. <laughs> Which sounds no. Honestly, it sounds like some kind of racial. Yeah, it really does. You know what? It really does. <laughs> that's lie, that's right? the guy from. Oh my gosh. I, 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 I wanted to move into that na- neighborhood, but now it's full of a bunch of Mungo Jerry. <laughs> it's it's his name is not Mungo Jerry. That's the guy that did in the summertime. Oh, <laughs> oh no, that were really bad. Oh God. No, no, his name is Mungo Jerry. They share the same name. <laughs> in the summertime. Very good. We very gotta good. get all these Mungo Jerrys out of our neighborhood. Anyways, I didn't say that. Um. <laughs> For um, if mom, if you're listening, I'm sorry. <laughs> I just, I just have to preface like some of these episodes. I'm very sorry. Um, so I'm gonna go ahead and do my. Oh lord. Okay, let's. <sighs> now I have to do stretches, Cody. Okay. Beep 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 beep. This is the Lakeville local news. The date? Oh. What? Really, Cody? No, I just, I thought you were doing like a vocal <laughs> warm up. <laughs> I'm gonna sing this next part. Okay. This is the Lakeville Local News. The date is Monday, April 7th, 2003. Today we have a bit of breaking news. It has been a month since the Daily Grind flash mob. As it turns out, the new dancing and singing craze that is sweeping all across Lakeville might not be all fun and games. 
three people have sought medical attention, saying that they cannot stop singing and dancing. When a song breaks out, they must fight the urge to support their fellow singers. Local psychology specialist Gina Ching has spoken out about this, saying that the urge to sing and dance sporadically in groups is not due to any mental disorder. Local government officials warn that this may be due to chemical contamination in the food or the water. To support these claims, a test on local water has been done. An unknown chemical has surfaced in all water sources. So please be careful. The singing and dancing may look fun, but who knows how dangerous, how dangerous this toxin can be. That concludes our breaking news report. I am Tony Jensen, signing off. <laughs> I love the format. Beep, 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 beep. A newsman stands at the fountain of Blooming Park. Many people dance around him, singing about how song and dance creates community. No, Cody, I will not sing. Though hard to hear him, over all of the commotion, the reporter still speaks. The day is Thursday, July 17th, 2003, a few months after the first breaking news report. We come to you from Blooming Park, where, as you can see, the singing and dancing phenomena has spread. Despite all warnings against drinking the contaminated water, many continue to do so. The argument against safety is that this new craze of singing creates community and has brought the town of Lakeville closer together. But scientists still do not know what the toxin in the water is, if it has any negative effect. The more you drink the water, the less you can resist the urge to join in. It is like living inside of a musical, but not everyone is in on it. The local government still warns against consuming the, uh, consuming the contaminated water and has shut down water slides and more until further notice. But you know what I say? I'm tired of missing out! The reporter then takes a big gulp of water from a flask and joins into the musical number, wildly dancing with the rest of them. So my forum fauna is pretty much everything you can find elsewhere in America, but now the water makes you sing and dance. We got this. Two questions. Uh-oh. Two questions. Is Lakeville based on Silver Lake? The hipster uh, area of L.A.? No. I've never heard of that. <laughs> is this story based on that weird case in Germany where they, like, drank the water? I think it was Yeah, Germany, where they drank the, the water and they, and they like, all- started... Yeah, it is 100% based on that. Fuck yeah. Tripping out. Come like, again? this is a real thing that happened. They were all... There was something in the water and it made everybody trip balls. Yeah, where they trip balls and everybody was dancing and, like, they couldn't stop dancing and stuff. And that's a real thing. The whole town. whole town burst that's out. That's amazing. And I forget what the what details are, so I'll have to go and find that. But yeah, it's based off that. I think it was some kind of mold yeah. or something that just, you know. Yeah, awesome. I love it. That's great. That's a great basis for uh, a crazy Keep musical. The compliments world. coming. I'm loving it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're all sitting here like my world's the worst. You got fungus musical or happening. Do- that's like <laughs> a real Cody, story. Or do I? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this is not what you told me a little bit about your world before we started recording. This is not what you Cody, implied it was going to be. Or is it? <laughs> <laughs> okay, you can go, man. Okay, all right. The technicals, I don't think they are real. Bad things just happen, you see. For life itself is a struggle. Yes, my girlfriends do frequently end up dead. Or they get the plague. Sometimes they just find someone better looking than me. And then I usually get dance stabbed. (laughs) Or I get dance shot. Or someone sings a song about poison. And then... Dance poisoned. Well, you get the picture. (laughs) Anyways, I am off to find my next ingenue. But that is life. It is normal. So why worry about it? 
So no, I don't think technicals are real. They are just a myth. Anyway, I must away. My newest love is having dinner with her father, her stepmother, a mad wizard, a childhood friend, a peasant with a heart of gold, and a man wearing a skin-tight suit with whiskers called Beelzebub, the Cat King of Sin. <laughs> we are hunting together. Nothing could go wrong. It should be fun. That is an excerpt from Prince Heracles. <laughs> I also had a cat cameo. The cat king of sin. <laughs> well, one of the freaking thing. One of the cat's name was Mephistopheles. Yeah, Mephistopheles. I'm like pretty sure that's a demon, and he's just like a nice guy who doesn't talk. Like, Anyways. I think I'm actually going to suggest, based on your reaction to cats, I think you may need a considerable amount of therapy after viewing this musical. So I think it is, has affected the chemistry in your brain. <laughs> <laughs> you might be onto something. Oh my god. I'm very impressionable. You know what I mean? Like someone says something, then it like gets in there. Alright, this this has like a second section within this I little bit. You know what bit. I'm naming the episode now? <laughs> <laughs> is, is it gonna be is it gonna be Beelzebub the cat yes, king of sin? I was proud of that little phrase. Anyways. The thing about technicals is all the horrible things people say are true. Are we the reason that you had sex with your mom? Yes. <laughs> Did we make blood rocket from your gouged eye holes? Well, also, yes. And I am not proud to say it. But we did burn a man's face with acid and force him to live in a basement for a while. Also, we have killed your lovers and your spouses and your parents. We have given you horrible diseases. And we have whispered fear into every aspect of your lives. We have broken you in so many ways. And yet, that is not all technicals do. Every happy home we have built... Every perfectly crafted tree and flower we have painted for you. Every moment of euphoria has been handcrafted by those that live life in the dark. So you say we are demons. Maybe we are those that make your songs have meanings. Does that make me horrible? Yeah, fair enough. Well, yes, probably. <laughs> no one wants to hear a happy story. There's always going to be a fight and conflict, but without the bad, how could you ever have something to triumph over? That is from Kramplin, the chief stage manager, who is a technical. So, as far as life on the stage goes, it's kind of like locked, repetitive, and episodic. So, this guy, Prince Herocles, he'll get killed pretty frequently, and then he just kind of starts back at the beginning of his musical huh. and does it again. And then dies and does it again. Sometimes he'll get recast and he'll get moved someplace else. So then he'll get killed and go to a different part of a story and live a new story. So it just happens pretty often. They're just kind of stuck in this loop. How of, uh, like how big is the stage? So um, and it's are not there? Like, and I guess on top of that, are there like multiple? We'll call them shows happening at once. There would be multiple shows happening at once. Yeah. Yeah. On one, we'll call it the stage. And hey, yeah, yeah it's one big disc earth. If you want to get like weird with it, if you want to try to define it, what it would be is that every every possible musical ever is happening here at the same time. Is the stage constantly expanding like the universe? 
Yeah, yeah, it would be. The stage is constantly expanding. Awesome, I love it. I will love I, to see like... Are We Alone t-shirts in this musical world. I yeah, want to you know, believe... and like, as you need more characters, you have to like slap more people on the stage, yeah. Um, man, it's just, I just really want to say, you know, it's a metaphor for all <laughs> all stage productions, so I don't have to give defined limits on it. I mean, you it. do. You, you were asked about it, you have to. I'm just going to be really wishy-washy about it, you know? Um, um <clears throat> all right, shall I go? Yeah. yeah, yep, that was my section three. All right, for me, part three, time is, uh, time a flat circle. The funny thing about Broadway, well... One of the funny things about Broadway is that every single time period exists somehow all at once. Or so it seems. You have naked hippies standing next to a marching band from the 50s next to cowboys on the range, sitting and drinking a mug of beer across from sailors from the 40s, ogling prostitutes from the Vietnam War era. And the funny thing is, nobody seems to question it. They are too busy filling the world with a song. A historian should one day sit down and write about the history of this magical place, Richard has thought on several occasions. It's just too marvelous to believe, and there must be some big bang moment, right? But whenever he questions anyone about it, say that nanny hovering above him seemingly via an umbrella, (laughs) those French revolutionaries marching the streets, or even the genie, they merely look back at him completely perplexed. One would think at least the genie would know. He's a genie, for God's sake. But he merely responded, All I know is, stay away from that barber shop, he said, pointing to a creepy haunt across the street. I've heard bad things happen there. Very bad things. Full of references. I love that. Yeah, I, I actually, actually really like that part. This one. <laughs> Just shoved as many little references in there as possible. You guys so. are I, I enjoyed that. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> Oh, jeez. Oh, man. <laughs> oh. All right. Um, um, yeah. This is my next part. Um, so, spoilers. There is a character voice. And because we usually do this character um, with, like, kind of a creepy voice, I decided to go opposite of that. So, my character is the devil. Um, <laughs> and, here, and here's where it gets weird because I had to. I have been around since the beginning of time, walking along the earth to and fro, up and down. I have come across many people in my time, and every single one of them I've hated. My life has been filled with failure. I once lost a bet I made to God saying I could turn his best follower against him. I then lost my best golden fiddle to a little brat during my summer vacation in Georgia. I was feeling in need of a win, so I thought what better to do than to toy with those foolish humans. I picked a small town and cursed their waters. But instead of poisons or disease to wipe out that community, I gifted them with song and dance. (laughs) They accepted this with open arms. Life was a constant flash mob. But we shall see if those foolish humans can get out of this one. So, these events, of course, were made into a musical. And towards the end of Act 1, the devil would come and reveal his major plot. He wants to get back at the humans, you know, God's chosen ones, so he put a curse on the small town of Lakeville. To break the curse, someone would have to face the devil. But so far, no one has seen this curse as a bad thing. Communities have been brought together. The singing and dancing is a nationwide phenomena. Tourists are visiting to see the sporadic outbreaks of singing and dancing, and even to be a part of it. 
Through the devil's cursed water, music has brought love to the town of Lakeville. With one... <laughs> what? <laughs> I just cannot imagine the devil failing any worse than being like, I'm gonna screw humanity! And then they're all like, we love each other now. And he's like, but that wasn't the point! <laughs> <laughs> With one big musical number to close out on, the world will know the power of singing and dancing together. Until the first person drops. You see, the cursed water doesn't just cause per- sporadic singing and dancing. Everyone can get in on a tune, but the cursed water also weakens the body. You are literally dancing to your grave. Slowly, the singing and dancing drives you into sickness until finally you drop dead. The first death got little attention as most people passed it off as being caused by heat exhaustion. Soon... Another death, and then another, until the deaths were getting the same national attention as the singing and dancing. The federal government issued warnings against Lakeville, fearing that the singing phenomena would spread to the world. Soon, Lakeville was treated as ground zero for the outbreak of the dancing disease. All the while, the devil hid in the background, happy that he finally got his revenge. So, it turns around for him. Well, never mind. Also, this is like the third episode in a row that we just featured the devil as like a main character. So. Yeah. Well, is there any better character to feature than it's the just, devil? It's like he's just part of the show now, apparently. I just like that he's like a trickster devil. Yeah, it's like like Loki <laughs> if Loki was Satan. Exactly. <laughs> that, that would be a uh, fun twist in Marvel if just Loki was the devil. Loki's just the devil. Also, just like Marvel gets Christian. <laughs> Mar- Marvel gets Jesus. <laughs> they bought that the would be an awkward Jesus. thing to then like. Ha- well, I guess they've cast Jesus before. Never mind. Wait, what? They've done it a bunch of times. I was gonna be like, it'd be really hard to cast Jesus. Oh, I thought you were specifically like, saying Marvel casting well, Jesus. And I'm like, what? I guess that's happened like a million times. Yeah, Never but mind. how many memorable Jesuses have we really gotten? You know what I mean? I mean, come on. I mean, we're you know, I'm talking like Ted Neely, Iron Definitely. Man style, you know, Robert Downey, you know, style Jesus. Was John Legend Jesus? Um, Jesus Christ Superstar when it was on TV? It was fantastic, actually. Was oh, it good? really? Was it? Yeah, good? I, I enjoyed it. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> I awesome. It. That's one of my favorite musicals. Awesome. Anyways, Goody. Huh? Oh, am I going? All right. Wait, are you, you're first, right? Yeah, you're first. Okay. I'm first, yeah. Well, I got killed again, but that is okay. <laughs> Being killed by a magic satanic cat <laughs> that was having a turf war with my lover's family who had been abusing peasants is a pretty good way to go, honestly. <laughs> anyway. Guys, this is what happens when you watch cats. It's a plague to the brain. <laughs> Anyways, I have a quest now, and that is what is important. I was getting killed, and I saw them, the technicals, setting the stage. They nudged me so I would fall over and get stabbed. They tripped my love so she would fall in the arms of her childhood best friend. Anyways, as my vision was fading and bright red blood was spraying out of me, I saw her. A technical, not a demon, nay, she was different, slender and pale, dressed all in plain black, but her beauty could not be hid by such mild clothing. My heart leapt, and for a moment I knew I had found my next ingenue. Also, did you know that word is spelled with an I? <laughs> is that in character or out that, of character? No, that is out of oh, character. I, thought that was in character. I could I thought not that was figure amazing. out how to spell it. And then found out it was like I E U N E U E N G E U. Like, no, for a fact, I can't spell. So why are you doing this? Anyways, (laughs) she was perfect, and I had to find her. 
So began my great journey off stage and down into the understage. And oh, what an adventures I had. I saw them, all of them, all of the technicals. I saw creatures with swollen and haunted bodies Ugh. swinging heavy hammers, building the worlds that I live in. These primordial craftsmen were terrifying. At first, I assumed I had to dance fight past them. But nay... I was met with cold indifference. It was not until I built myself a bridge I was able to leave. And so it went, every new community of haunted craftsmen, painting with long wicked fingers, scalded creatures mixing potions, massive burnt smiths creating swords that looked similar to the ones that killed me or that I used to kill from time to time. I lost track of my life each day was a song of obsession and hope that one day I would find the technical that I was in love with. It went on until I reached the edge of my sanity, but then it happened. Just as I began to forget the stage above, I saw her, slender and pale and beautiful, my ingenue, the most heavenly creature I have ever seen. The music, the setting was all perfect. She reached her hand to me, and I came to her. Prince Hero, please. Another joke that I'm going to make that's probably going to get uh, cut. When you said, and I came, I wish you just stopped the sentence. <laughs> she came, that's she how came, I heard it in my head. Sorry, and I meant, and then I walked over to be near her with my legs. <laughs> also, I realized that we both do this from time to time, and others who write might also do this. Um, we both pick a word, and we like kill it throughout the whole story. So yours was ingenue, hey. mine was sporadic. <laughs> so, Jordan, I think I used ingenue three times. I think That's you used it like bad. five or six, but you know, whatever. You just don't like the word ingenue. Okay, when I, have when I go back and edit, part. I will mark every time you say it and we'll have like... I have like the punchline of the story that you're just... <laughs> Not letting me. Oh, get sorry. To. You have more. Continue, please. <laughs> yeah, sorry. it's like the punchline. Anyways, <laughs> I came. Is it the punchline? <laughs> <laughs> this one I feel bad about, but you know, the understage oh, no. was a fun new setting. I felt so. Oh. Yes, let a brave singing hero down to play with us that make the world above. He took to it so well. I wonder if he noticed his reflection at any point as he grew more pale as he spent time down here with us. I wonder if he noticed his arms distending and muscles oh, growing oh, hard and God. cruel. His brain grew sharp and shrewd. What a shame when he saw that lovely puppet we made for Aww. him. He looked so hopeful. He was so distracted he didn't notice the honest God dragon we had waiting for him. <laughs> Oh, well, we'll have another great technical to add to our ranks. Kramplin, the chief stage manager. So, um... Jeez, man. Jeez. <laughs> my idea here is that wherever you die, that's where you get trapped in a loop. So since he, like, worked his way down to the technicals, when he died there, he's just gonna stay a technical now for eternity. And, um... It's like reverse, uh, Indian, like, reincarnation with the class system and stuff ah, yeah Except you're just yeah. stuck you can never ascend to well like and it was just that um they wrote a story where a brave singing hero tried to work his way down to find this girl but it was just a trick because they were like 
well, we need another technical, so we'll just steal one, <laughs> you know? So he was just acting out yet another story on this quest to find what ended up being a puppet that they had made to seduce him. I also want a race of extras. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, and, yes. You know? Chorus boys. Because that's the other thing, too. There's always the chorus, like, the, the kind of background chorus people, and then there's the main people, and there's sort of, like, almost yeah, a different... Yeah, like, where are the doo-wop girls? They... Yeah. They have those. They just cut them out of a piece of cardboard and just like, <laughs> stick them there. In That's the really sad. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, Cody, when are you going to talk about the band? That's the part I'm waiting for. Because you know, I was in the band. I was waiting for you like this. Also, there was a band. They're the worst ones, I guess. <laughs> Thanks, Cody. There you go. I talked about the band. There's band down there, too. <laughs> down, down here, there's band. No one talks about band. Well, and so I went to a tiny school, so we never had a pit orchestra because everyone in band <laughs> had to be in the musical. Oh, that's <laughs> that was all the same group of people. I, I forgot funny. he lived in the middle of a cornfield. Yeah. And that's not, that's not <laughs> yeah, an exaggeration was, or a joke. He actually lived in the middle of a cornfield. We just had hardcore arts people, and they were ev- everything. You know, that's it's like awesome, you're a band though. choir, and that means you're also doing the musical because... We only got four of you that can sing, so get on stage. Oh, oh you can carry a tune because you also play an instrument? Okay. <laughs> yeah, right? Okay. I mean, that's well-rounded arts education. You know what a beat is? Great, you're learning to dance now. Oh, you've never danced before? That's fine. <laughs> um, All, all right. right. Lex, do it justice. <clears throat> I'm counting on you to sell this. I'm scared now. Yeah. We switched last minute. Oh, no. I said, I'm going to read the last one. Okay, part four, the current state. Of Richard Tawdry. Here lies Richard Tawdry. So you already messed it up. There lies. <laughs> Fuck. Can we take it back? So mean. <laughs> Here lies Richard. He already messed up. <laughs> no, you got. I believe in you, Lexi. You yes. can do it. No, we're just. We're all grading you, though. So if you yeah, screw we up, are going to give you a score at, at the, the very end. end. I'm sorry. <laughs> Okay. There lies Richard Tawdry amidst the hums and beeps of the equipment surrounding him, his face covered in the creases and cracks that come with old age, his hair white as snow. In walks a woman that looks similar to the Richard Tawdry we've come to know up until now, youthful, yet currently stricken. She is followed by a doctor. Any luck? She asks him. I'm afraid not. He's been like this for three months now, and... Oh, no. I know. She cuts him off. And I know what you're about to suggest. Look, just give me a moment. Of course, the doctor replies before making his way out of the sterile hospital room. The young woman sits down beside the old man. Hi, Daddy, she says. I just want you to know that I love you very much. And I hope I've made you proud. I know it wasn't easy to be an usher all your life. To never get to be up there yourself. And you sacrificed that for... The young woman sobs her mutes. The the young woman sobs mute her. (laughs) She weeps, possibly, like no one else has before. After a few moments, a nurse comes in. Are you ready or do you need more time? The nurse asks. I guess I'm ready. Yeah, but I don't want to be here when it happens. I understand, replies the nurse. As the young woman walks past the nurse, the older lady's eyes widen. I'm sorry, but 
Are you Linda Tawdry, the Linda Tawdry? Yes, I am, replies Linda. I just want to say that I loved you in Phantom. Thanks, Linda answers before taking her leave. There lies Richard, soon to no longer be living inside a magical world of his own making. Can't say he wasn't ready. Jesus Christ himself held his hand just before the lights went out on Broadway. Boom, motherfuckers! <laughs> I wrote the best one ever, and now you're all fucked, and everything sucks. Cody, Cody, what, what would you rate that first? That's, I give that a 10. Can <laughs> we just you, stop man. having them on so they don't upstage yeah, us like, anymore? First of all, I'm getting upstage. Second of all, like... Holden, you are ungrateful. <laughs> se- second of all, you, like, you started talking, like, wait a second. Oh, no. Oh, no. And it just... And you were I so right like, about the uh, Twilight yeah, Zone. Yeah, you you guys wrote like an amazing episode of Twilight Zone. You should submit that to Jordan Peele. <laughs> yes, we need to give this to Mr. Yeah, Peele. Yeah, it also it also feels very similar to. I need to rewatch it, but that Black Mirror episode in season three. What was San Gennaro or whatever? San Gennaro. San Gennaro. Yeah. Yeah. Now that I think about it, like I didn't write it influenced by that per se, but it kind of. Well, we sort of were talking about like, oh, I want to do like a mishmash of all these different things and make it existing in someone's mind. Like, and we were going to maybe do like specifically like Andrew Lloyd Webber, take like a specific musical but writer. But it's sadder if it's somebody who never made it on stage. Yeah. yeah that, like you legitimately almost made me cry there. I was like, oh, no, no. I got to, I had to walk away from the keyboard. I was like, I can't just look off. I, I, <laughs> I, I'm first of all, I'm sorry about my gaffe. No, <laughs> my two you, gaffes. No, you I apologize. Were great. Secondly, uh, when I read this earlier, because Holden, like, we came up with the idea together, but Holden actually wrote it. Uh, he, like, I cried. I cried a lot. Yeah, you guys, like, I, I almost cried. I was like, why? Why are you doing this to me? <laughs> I kept expecting you guys to, like, you know, just slam the punchline in, you know? And then she starts singing or something like that, you know? And I was just like, no, it's not going to happen, is it? Oh, there's, there's We're no just happiness? committing to okay, this being no a good story. But there was. He was an usher to support her, and now, and now she's, she's on Broadway. That's, but really, you guys wrote an amazing Twilight Zone episode. No, that's really like, that good, was though. Yeah, no, that was really, really great. I, Thanks. Yeah, I might do so. I'll probably post it or I something. Think, I think he should write, turn we, this into a short story. He, yeah. He really, really should. Maybe when we when we release, I might, like, yeah, we'll put upstage. it out there. Or completely send upstage. a spec script. <laughs> no, but we need yours because mine's a bummer. I, so ours what? is a bummer. Podcast <laughs> over. Thanks, guys. You can check me out on any. <laughs> All right, so here's my last part. Um, this first section. Wait, wait, can we take a moment for me to say how grateful I am that I went first? <laughs> <laughs> Follow that, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's not, you guys it's are not very be as sweet, good, guys. But anyways, whatever you know. We're telling the first section. This is probably one of my shortest worlds I've written in a long time. So enjoy. Um, it's not 20 minutes long, but um, here's the first section coming from the devil. I fart. I don't remember what the voice was. Anyways. Did he fart? Did you just say he farted? I didn't say fart, but I forgot what the voice was. I farted. I've finally been found out. Those foolish humans know of the curse I have put on them. It started with a fart. I just want to now, every time I fart, go, I fart. (laughs) And then do it. You know? Like I'm saying the action in a play out loud. (laughs) Stage direction. Stays left, left and, and fart. 
<laughs> but there's only. I know a kid that can do that. I've finally been found out. <laughs> Those foolish humans know of the curse I have put on. <laughs> I can't. I can't. <laughs> but there's only one way to beat it. They must beat me in an all-out dance competition, or the curse remains. All or nothing. And I have been practicing for centuries. Beep, 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 beep. It is day 57 of the... What? Are you telling me that the devil is a tap dancer? Yeah. He played the violin. Why isn't he allowed to be a tap dancer? That is not the same thing as being a tap dancer. He's a dancer. musician at heart, apparently. I just I just really am imagining... And tap dance is music very... of the feet, Cody. I'm not saying you're wrong. It's just when you think about <laughs> Satan, you don't think about tap dancing. You know, but And now we will. Well, <laughs> now we will. Your next church Everyone sermon is going to be weird, Cody. You're right. going to sit down in church, and the <laughs> pastor's going to talk about how tap dancing is a sin. And it's going to get real weird. Anywho. Yeah. I'm not doing the news beeps again. It's day, it is day 57 of the Lakeville quarantine. No one is allowed in, and no one is allowed out. But we have been getting reports from the helicopters that pass above. It seems that the most... That most citizens left are all congregating around a figure in the park. Something big is going to happen. Lakeville has been quarantined. The U.S. military surrounds the town. A wall has been erected in order to keep everyone in. Most of the music on the inside has been turned from poppy, upbeat dance tunes to now ballads and even dirges. But there has been a breakthrough. Scientists have discovered that the chemicals in the water cannot be defined because they are the workings of an otherworldly curse. Thus, the devil has revealed his dastardly plan. Calm down, Cody. Outside of... <laughs> Science has found out Satan is to blame. <laughs> okay, okay, so this doesn't add up. Oh, the devil's real. Ha! Huh, weird. I'm just imagining they're looking in a magnifying glass and they just see, like, little devil horns with, like, a tail... You know, <laughs> you know what? That's canon. Yes, and outside of the singing <laughs> and dancing, the streets are usually empty most of the day. People only congregate to sing and dance once a day now. The community has split in two: some who believe that there is a way to beat the devil and stop the curse, and some who have completely given up. The devil fighters have been congregating to practice their songs and their dance moves. They play a dangerous game, drinking the cursed water in order to gain. <laughs> now thinking of devil horn water in order to gain the energy and inspiration to dance, but it's necessary in order to save the small town of Lakeville. The other townsfolk have given up and believe that this is truly the end. <laughs> they have been preparing for the worst. Shops are shutting down as the death toll of the dancing plague increases. The military pretty much ignores the townfolk, only guarding the border of the wall. If you get close, there will be trouble. Most people decide to stay far, far away. The only way to fix the current situation is to defeat the devil. His curse can be removed if he is defeated in a dance-off. Johan, or better known as Patient Zero, leads a group of citizens that haven't lost hope yet. He convinced them with the reprise of his song, All Is Not Lost. The people will congregate at Blooming Park to have one final showdown with the devil during their song, All the Marbles. And that is my world. <laughs> Think of Cody, what the heck? <laughs> <laughs> what is this Jason Momoa Satan you got going on here? No, it's a romance novel called Tap Dancing with the Devil. It's real. <laughs> oh my god. I uh love that they fight in a musical number to the death of the devil. That's but fantastic. we don't get it. We just get a cliffhanger. Yeah, that's because it's the world building podcast, not the podcast where I perform a whole story. 
We <laughs> but I wanted to see you do a satanic <laughs> I had an ending. My fucking protagonist died. Okay. okay yeah, stop right? pulled the cord, which is very upsetting. You didn't follow directions. And next time, you I'll built fucking a world. kill a bunch of animals in my story. Okay? <laughs> we're we're going to have a cute upsetting. animal world. Then it's going to be like a meteor hits. All of them die. We watch as the little rabbit gets fossilized. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? We're going to have a musical based on Old Yeller. It's going to be great. <laughs> oh, God. That's brutal, Cody. Jeez. Okay. So... No, I liked the setup though for uh for a tap dancing devil fight. Yeah, I like the I, I like yeah. the build up. I like that. the idea right of it because it's completely random and I like starting out kind of serious and then just devolving to what the heck is going on. Yeah, it's it's fun. Like a lot of Genji Cohen shows. I think uh, uh one one funny way to end that is suddenly a guy shows up holding a violin <laughs> to challenge the I've devil. come to save you. <laughs> Right? It's like the moment in the anime where we have like the one random character come in who's like super overpowered. It's like, oh my god, that's the yeah. <laughs> oh lord. <laughs> Anywho, so that's is is there anything else, Cody? Holden, Lexi, anything else? Huh? Nothing. I j- I enjoyed good. it. I okay. thought it was fun. You totally undersold it, and I think I you wrote a really good world. <laughs> All right, so that's um <laughs> world. So we already rolled for next week. Well, I guess two weeks from now, which will be the world. The world with more than four seasonal changes, and I have mm. no clue what I'm going to do for that, so good luck, Cody. Does uh. it take place in Florida? <laughs> <laughs> that is less than four seasonal changes. Well, it, hey, but, you know, anything can happen uh, in Florida. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. true. <laughs> we just... Instead of Cody, instead of Outlaw Alabama, we should just have Florida World. (laughs) I'm so excited for Outlaw Alabama. Like, I want to roll Outlaw (sighs) Alabama so bad. But I do feel like a world based on Florida would be a good future episode. (laughs) You guys are definitely welcome back for Florida World. <laughs> yeah, Florida oh, World. Yeah, that sounds like a nightmare. That's like Disney World, but it's oh like my we're all yeah. outside now. of Disney, Florida World. There's a yeah. r- there's a race of Florida man. <laughs> Florida man. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, you guys got anything to plug? Sure. Uh, why don't we plug the marriage test oh, on Twitch? Yes. Twitch. Cody, you need to watch this. Forward slash Holdnators Ho. Lexi and I do the marriage test on, on Tuesday nights. An occasional Tuesday, we do. Uh, it. <laughs> we do it most Tuesdays, nine to eleven. And um, you know, besides that, check out Wizard in the Bruiser, my what podcast. What is the marriage uh, test for those who don't know, Cody? Yeah, because I don't oh, know what this uh, is. I'm trying to get Lexi through Dark Souls. I'm trying to be her Dark Souls Sherpa, and uh, she it's doesn't really fun. play video games besides Candy Crush. So that it's would been end in divorce for me. I'd play Tetris and Tetris. <laughs> I wouldn't make and, it. I would. Yeah, be it's like been uh, both great and a nightmare. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, it's yeah. very heavy. But it's we're very heavy drama. It's drama. Oh, also for you, Lexi, I started playing Greece. It is fantastic. I played it on my plane ride yeah. home, and it was amazing. Absolutely beautiful. Very good. Cody, you should play it. It's oh, I thought you were talking about a musical. It's um, it's kind of like Limbo, but more colorful and less death. Yeah, it's very relaxing and pretty. Yeah, it's very pretty. I am kind of in need of a good video game. I've been striking out recently. Oh yeah, with Mass Effect. Oh lord. Um, Uh, don't even talk about it. Andromeda. Yeah, bro. No, Mass Effect One is garbage. (laughs) Oh, Mass Effect One is a little. I, I I played that entire trilogy like back to back like not too long ago, and it definitely was a bit of getting through the first one to get to the really good. Hey Cody, shit. you got like two more games and a like reboot. I just don't 
even. I spent, okay, I've been recording it. It's oh. going to go on YouTube eventually. Nice. Right? But, um, freaking, I spent 20 minutes trying to get out of the car. <laughs> <laughs> It's because I was on a hill. <laughs> I can't get out of the car if it's on a five-degree grade. I'm a space adventurer. That sounds like Mass Effect uh, 1, 100%. And then I found out you can just skip the car parts by just not stopping to fight the enemies. Just drive past them. It doesn't care. Uh, I weirdly uh, cheesed so many parts of that game that I was like, yeah. I think this is impossible for where I'm at right now in terms of my yeah. level. And then I would just like cheese the shit out of it in the <laughs> weirdest way and get through it. And that's really the whole game. Yeah, I'm not I'm not in love with it, but I'm finishing <laughs> oh, it. So, Cody, do you have anything to plug? The Wandering Gamer Network. The Wandering Gamer Network. Okay, are you just going to mock yeah, me the whole time? Wandering Gamer Network podcast. We play... Well, we don't play Dungeons & Dragons anymore. What are you on now? We're playing a homebrew called Outlaws Wanted, and next up is going to be City of Mist. Okay, yeah. cool. And you can check me out at something, I guess, zero zero on some Sundays. Uh, oh, sorry, at Twitch on some Sundays, and I play a lot of different games i'm trying to figure out what's next in october will be horror games again and i'm super excited for that um nice other than that we're horror games are yes there (laughs) oh gosh and there's multiple times i wish i kept all the clips there's multiple times when i screamed at resident evil 7 and i was quite embarrassed but you know it's a great game um anyways you can also check us out on stitcher spotify google Podcasts itunes and anywhere else please rate and subscribe we need it and that's all so we'll catch y'all on the flip side and talk to you later bye bye